the biggest stories from the pages of the London Free Press and LFPress.com. This is the London Free Press Podcast with your host, Craig Needles. It is the London Free Press Podcast for a new week here on the podcast. And we are talking about the biggest and most important stories in London and the surrounding area, which, of course, you can find on the pages of lfpress.com within the newspaper, London Free Press. And we are privileged once again to be joined by London Free Press reporter Megan Stacy, who does such a fantastic job covering City Hall and other civic issues for us uh, at the Free Press. Megan, thank you very much for giving us some time. Always appreciative. Great to chat with you, Craig. I want to talk about an issue that, of course, is divisive, and you're going to have a lot of people on both sides of this issue with very, very passionate opinions. And that would be, and this is not typically something talked about at London City Hall, but that would be abortion. And here in the city of London, and this has happened in other places as well, what we've had is flyers, very, very graphic flyers, delivered to homes all over the city about why abortion is is evil is not okay the medical the medical facts in those flyers uh i are, are not accurate according to medical experts and i know this was talked about at city hall so first i'll get the background from you megan on the flyers uh we don't have to get into too much detail as far as what they're like but what has been delivered to different uh communities in the home uh, homes in the community rather including my home and what do we know when it comes to uh, uh where these flyers are coming from right so i i think you summed it up pretty well craig these are really graphic um flyers they're pretty disturbing to uh, read and to see regardless of what you think about the issue of abortion uh, and so we've seen you know a pretty widespread um, outcry backlash I would say from people uh, who are receiving like you like you did people are receiving the flyers or you know stumbling upon them in the mailbox so it's actually an out-of-province group um, that seems to be responsible of course there are local volunteers um, affiliated with that group and with the cause but uh, it's uh a Canadian group, a national group that organizes these sorts of, you know, widespread flyer distributions, flyer drop-offs uh, in various cities. So as you pointed out, not a uniquely London problem, but we are seeing a bigger scale, I think, than we probably have before. A lot of different neighborhoods in various parts of the city um, were targeted for those kind of widespread flyer drop-offs. And actually, I just heard from a couple folks that, you know, neighborhoods or wards that may have been spared were, were getting uh, sort of the deluge of these flyers. So, um, yeah, I think, as I say, Craig, you really summed it up well. It's not something you typically get set for a, you know, city hall debate about abortion, right? This, and you could tell politicians were not eager to to go there either, right? That's not something where city hall has jurisdiction at all. Um, but that's that's why, right? We saw such a negative reaction and so many Londoners were calling their city councillors um, and elected officials at all levels to say, what can you do for me here? I- I'm not okay with finding these kind of flyers in my mailbox. Yeah, uh, understandably so. And uh, there, there was a big petition that went around, a lot of people signing it saying, hey, we don't want these flyers being dropped off anymore, which is, is understandable. I get it. And we were talking just before we started recording, Meg, about how I didn't want my three-year-old daughter to see these particular pictures because she would have questions. If you have kids who are older than that, and you typically send them out to the mailbox to grab the mail when it gets dropped off, which is not unusual. 
Uh, it is a situation where you don't want to be worried about, hey, what is my son or daughter going to see when they open up this mailbox? You, you, you shouldn't have that in your own home. So I get why people are angry about this. I, I suppose it's a long-winded way of saying that. No, and you know what? I do too, Craig. I, I understand. Um, and I think one of the things that's sort of interesting here, and again, not unique, but flyers are so easy, right? They're accessible. I mean, we see that every election cycle. We, we all know our mailboxes are often packed with flyers. I think a lot of people would say they're packed with junk, right? Yes, Whether it's would. a graphic anti-abortion flyer or, you know, the, the sales at the grocery store. But, um, you know, if you've got some volunteers and you have even a limited budget, you can easily do sort of a, a pretty, um, pretty easy and pretty quick print cycle, get those flyers in your hands and drop them off. So I think that's one of the, the reasons why we're seeing it crop up because all you really need are a few willing folks to be distributing those. Um, and, and as you say, in this case, it's not, you know, a, a candidate headshot and here's what I'm going to bring you in the election. It's, it's really graphic and pretty disturbing stuff. And I think, um, across the board, politicians, you know, were, were trying to signal to their constituents that they they heard that concern. At least that's what I heard last mm -hmm. week in the debate. You know, there was a lot of talk from several different politicians about how disturbing it is to find that kind of flyer, right? And I've even been hearing from a lot of folks who may happen to um, fall on that side of the debate themselves, right? Maybe they uh, are, are anti-abortion, but they say, hey, we want to talk to our kids about this at home. And that's not how I want the discussion to begin is with some sort of gory, bloody flyer, um, you know, that that's not maybe uh, as accurate and, and certainly isn't going to be used really as an educational tool. Right. And a couple of politicians just touched on the fact that it's very traumatic, even for an adult sometimes to to open that, you know, uh, any woman who's had an abortion or lost a pregnancy mm -hmm. or terminated a pregnancy for all sorts of different reasons um you know many of them maybe medical right it's it's pretty alarming to open that up and and it can be really traumatizing that was the word that was used several times is it's traumatizing so i i hear you and i think um a lot of londoners no matter where you might fall on on that debate uh get it too so they got a lot of constituent feedback. They got uh, a lot of petition, uh, a petition with a lot of signatures saying, hey, London city councillors, you've got to do something about this. And, and again, I understand where those folks are coming from. I'm just not sure what London city councillors can do about it. You obviously were listening in on the debate as you would with all the debates. That's part of your job. What did they say as far as what the options might look like or what advice did they get from city staffers as far as what the options might look like? Right. And I think most people will understand um, this is one of those issues that's just not fun for anybody. Right. And it's not always that you you get into a city hall debate and you kind of feel that hesitation and you really felt the hesitation, I think, both at the committee level and then when it came to council last week, um, just that sort of note of caution from politicians. There was a lot of speeches about, you know, I don't want to wade into the the politics around abortion here. We want to focus on the flyers. And so I, I only mention that because I think it's kind of interesting and it speaks to your point, Craig, that there's a lot of um, potential barriers here 
And city councilors, I think, ultimately are really weary of landing London in a sticky legal situation. That's what it comes down to, right? Mm -hmm. You don't want to do something that's going to give rise to a a court challenge. Uh, I think there's also some concern about sort of feeding into this issue, right? Do you sort Mm -hmm. of just embolden groups? They say, hey, wow, the shock value is working. We've outraged, you know, thousands of Londoners and they're all writing to their city councillors. So that's something you see, too. Uh, As far as options, um, there was a lot of discussion about, you know, what direction should we go, especially at the committee level. So there was a uh, a motion um, that came forward from four, signed by four city councillors, not all of them were on the committee, uh, saying, let's have staff just look at some options here, right? It could mean tweaking a bylaw we've already got. It could mean creating a new bylaw. And uh, what those politicians were asking is, certainly for staff to look at what other cities have done and kind of come back with a, hey, what's best practice here, right? Because as we mentioned off the top, Craig, a lot of communities have dealt with this issue and very specifically this group and these same flyers or, or something very similar. So um, when that came to council, there was a lot of talk about the the potential legal ramifications um, and, uh, you know, the legal advice that council may or may not be getting when this report comes back. Uh, and I think one thing that we've got to note here, there was there was ultimately a vote to ask staff to come back with that report. That was a 13 to 2 vote, so pretty decisive. But the other thing that's worth noting here is I think a lot of people saw that as something of a success, right? Our, our city councillors are advocating for us and they're looking for solutions, but nothing's coming back from staff for at least a year. We're talking 2021, uh, third quarter, to just get a report on what possible options might be. So, you know, if you're getting those flyers now and you're really upset about it, you might have to look at some other options. And yeah. that's something that came up too. Uh, Ward 1 Councillor Michael Van Holst uh, was actually citing some advice from a, uh, a pro-choice group that advises people, you know, to put in writing um their reluctance, you know, to specifically write to a group that's distributing flyers and say, you do not have permission to access my property to deliver this flyer. So uh, that's an interesting technique. He really wants City Hall to go about promoting that avenue to kind of stay hands off, um, but give citizens an option that they can use. Uh, So that one's kind of interesting. Of course, it kind of means that you've got to be A, tuned into the issue or B, already have received a flyer in order to um, maybe take that step and get Mm -hmm. the letter written and find the group and all of that. So uh, long-winded answer for you there, Craig, but ultimately I think there's a lot of options and uh, the prevailing sense is that, oof, we got to wade into this issue pretty carefully. At least that's what I sensed from politicians. And and I think they're right. And uh, you tweeted it out that Stephen Turner had some comments about, do we want to embolden this group? And we'll talk about that in a second. But I think he was right when he said, hey, you know, do we want to be part of a lengthy legal challenge? As much as this is abhorrent, I want to be very clear, that's exactly what Councillor Turner said. This this type of stuff is abhorrent. Um, Are are the actions that we're considering taking here that the City of London might take, are are, are they going to make this situation worse? Are we going to, as we said, embolden this group? Or are we going to have a situation where the City of London is embroiled in a very, very expensive legal challenge because these uh the, these groups these the, these anti-abortion groups they've got access to cash for lawyers so does the city of london but i think that politicians who work at london city hall probably want to spend that cash on other things so that is to me the big question is not necessarily 
do you want to do anything is what can you do and will it be effective? Because I don't think anyone wants to be on the council that puts together a bylaw that gets all the way to the Supreme Court. We're spending thousands and thousands of dollars on lawyers. I don't think anyone wants to be doing that. So this is the difficult situation that these folks are in at City Hall. Yeah. And, you know, I think from a Londoner's point of view, from a constituent's point of view, you're thinking this is totally appalling, right? Mm -hmm. I've got this flyer. I really don't like it. No matter what I think of abortion, I think, you know, maybe this flyer isn't the most appropriate way to spread the message. And so to hear a city councillor maybe tell you, hey, there's not so much we can do about that is really upsetting. And I think a couple of councillors mentioned that, and I'm certainly getting that sense from, from Londoners, right? They're saying, how is it that there is no recourse uh, for this at City Hall? But I think you're right, Craig. Um, you know, it doesn't mean that there is nothing City Hall can do. There may be some options. But even in talking about the motion and the decision last week, what we're really looking at here is a bylaw. And the bylaw is not going to say you cannot deliver an anti-abortion flyer to my mailbox, right? It's mm -hmm. going to be something about the content, um, you know, staff are likely going to report back on, is there any way that we could uh, include this in London's nuisance bylaw, which was, you know, where city council in the past has tried to kind of mark that line of, you know, there's freedom of speech and there's freedom of expression, but here's where that crosses the line into, you know, a, a nuisance behavior, whether it's a party, whether it's screaming at someone using a megaphone in the park. And so I think a couple of politicians are hoping you can go that route, uh, route and say, um, you know, at what point can we declare something a nuisance or at what point can we create this line and say that flyer is too graphic, regardless of what the issue is, right? Um, Elizabeth Pelosi and a couple of other folks were really uh, pushing that message, right? This is not about abortion flyers. This is about any flyer that is really, really graphic. Um, and you mentioned Stephen Turner's point. You know, he was also trying to say, um, you know, hey, this is going to be a lot of work for staff to kind of compile all the options that other municipalities are using or have tried to use uh, and report back to council with options. It's going to take a year sort of, you know, is this uh, worth it? Right. Is this uh, an avenue that we want to travel down when you're not going to have any immediate impact uh, from the bylaw office? Right. And I thought something that uh, that Deputy Mayor Helmer said was really interesting, too. Um, he said, you know, we create bylaws to regulate a lot of things uh, and, all, and regulate behavior. Right. And he said something to the effect of, you know, I really wish people would just treat each other with with dignity and and. Um, compassion, something like that all the time, but they don't. And that's why we have bylaws, right? And so there was a bit of back and forth there that I, I actually thought was really interesting. Uh, and it obviously fell on the side of politicians saying, this is important enough that we need to look at it and we need to see what is it that we can do in the municipal sphere. Um, so to be clear, there is no bylaw, there is no decision, there, there is nothing that City Hall has done as of yet to um, to change this approach or, you know, that would um, discourage people from from handing out those flyers. That's not coming back for, for a while and council would have to make a motion then. But um, to your point, too, about the legal fees and fighting a battle like that, uh, Councillor Cassidy mentioned something along those lines. She said that, you know, council has been accused of cracking down on uh, limiting people's freedom of, of expression in the past. And that is not a road that I want to go down again. So, something like that, right? And so you do see politicians kind of weighing that up, 
right? And, and let's be honest, when you have a lot of constituents emailing you to work on an issue, um, it's not very popular to say, I'm not going to do anything about that. There's right. nothing we can do, right? But it's it's always that balance, right? What can City Hall do and does it make sense for City Hall to do it? So right. um, it's an interesting one. Uh, it definitely is. And you mentioned earlier, uh, hey, well, why don't they just write up a bylaw that says you can't deliver anti-abortion flyers to people's mailboxes? Uh, and I know that's not you saying that, but that's what perhaps some constituents might be saying to them. And if it was oh so easy to do that, perhaps they might. But if you do that, you're going to have someone challenge that in a courtroom and you're going to lose. So it's going to be expensive and you're not going to accomplish anything. So I think that's something that, that people on, on, on Twitter and people in the community need to realize here if they're, if they're getting at counsel for, hey, how come you haven't done this faster? How come you haven't done what we wanted here? It is not as easy as just writing a bylaw and saying, okay, good. Now this is in effect. It is not that simple. It is far more difficult than that. And I think that's why counselors such as Stephen Turner, and, and, and we mentioned what he was saying earlier, and, and I know some people... Uh, don't necessarily agree with the things he says, says all the time, just like any counselor, they may not agree with them, but Councilor Turner is prepared for this stuff. He knows what he's talking about when he says, hey, are we sure we want to go down this road? He, I think he knows that this is a perilous, perilous path that we're talking about because there could potentially be some really costly things here that happen for the city, and then we accomplish nothing. So nobody wins in that case, except for the people who are sending out these flyers and want to draw a bunch of attention to themselves. And I think that's the, the, the rock and hard place that counselors find themselves in between right now right? Yeah, I hear you on that uh, for sure, Craig. And I think, you know, um, I'm not in a counselor inbox, so I don't know what the balance is. But worth noting, too, that there are dueling petitions out there right now, right? There is also a group of Londoners who who say, listen, really inappropriate for you, my city councillor or you, City Hall, to step in here, right? Uh, This group has as much right to distribute flyers as anybody else. Um, And there are a lot of uh, folks who were writing with with that kind of uh, commentary, right? And there's also a petition uh, sort of stressing that, right? So you've got these these dueling voices. And as I mentioned earlier, I think a lot of folks who, who, um, you know, may uh, appreciate um, that sort of advocacy don't Mm. appreciate these graphic flyers. There is a line there, but um, but you definitely see, you know, from a city hall standpoint and from an individual city councilor, yeah, you've, you've got to weigh up what what the cost benefit is here, right? Um, and yeah, Councillor Turner's never afraid also to sort of be the outlier vote. Right. And he obviously was this time. Uh, and I know a lot of his constituents and, and a lot of folks in London weren't very impressed with, with his commentary. But yeah, it is sort of an interesting note that he struck because he, he also made it very clear that Personally, he finds those flyers, you know, I think what he said was tasteless Mm -hmm. um, and disgusting, you know, and he made a point of saying that. So it is interesting, too. And I think you do want that kind of nuanced debate at City Hall, right, where your counselors are weighing up, not just what kind of the prevailing um, public thought is, but also the ramifications of going down a path of creating a new bylaw, which, um, although might not always check the boxes for, for Londoners or, or for constituents, um, it, you know, is, is also an important role. And I think the key is in expressing that to your, your constituents fairly too, right? Right. Just saying, hey, look, I know that you don't like this and here's what we're doing about it. And sadly, the the situation with this type of stuff, and this happens with council debates all the time, Meg, and I'm sure that you've uh, felt this way when you're covering them sometimes, is it's really hard to explain perspectives on some stories to folks 
in, uh, you know, my case when I was doing it on a radio show in six minutes, or in your case when you're doing it uh, in, in, in a newspaper in just, you know, a, a, a few paragraphs. It, sometimes it just requires a little more nuance than that. And if the person's got the patience to to sit and listen to a podcast like this one, then yeah, okay, you're gonna get you're gonna get that uh, that nuance. But uh, sometimes it's just hard to get that across. I think, and I I, I find that as someone who's uh, who's worked in the media for a long time, and I'm sure you found the same thing. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, Craig, and I think we talk a lot, too, about, you know, what you hear at City Hall and then what's really going on. And there's an element of that here, too, right? Your lawyers aren't going to stand up in the middle of this debate and say, listen, tread carefully. You guys are going to get the pants suit off you if you create a bylaw, right? Right. Even if they're thinking that. And maybe even if politicians got advice kind of like that behind closed doors, right? Um, so that's interesting, uh, you know, especially when you're you're wading into something like this, which is, yeah, as you mentioned, very divisive. You know, it's a hot button issue and, and, and really important to a lot of people, I'm not trying to discount that. But, um, you know, you do, you do kind of see that uh, those hints kind of drop into the public discussion. Uh, and there was a bit of a warning, actually. I can't remember who issued it. I think it might have been Councillor Van Holst who said, you know, I'm sure our legal staff would agree that, you know, we've got to be careful when we're making comments yeah. like this, right? And and the city, that was the only comment from a city lawyer in public session. Um, and again, because nothing's been done yet, uh, you may not have kind of that strong legal advice that will come back with the staff report, which I think is really important um, because, as you mentioned, you're you're getting into stuff that really impacts the taxpayer, mainly the cash, right? To fight a legal battle, it's not just about the the moral in- implications here. So um, that's really interesting, and and you never know where it might go, right? Council's uh, nuisance box law, which is what they were trying to use to target the street preachers, um, is being tested right now in court. So, um, you know, I think a lot of politicians are just very aware of that fact and and are trying to avoid stepping over the line. So, yeah, and uh, I understand why, because, again, no one wants to be the counselor that gets a city of London sued. I think that would be an awkward thing to have to deal with if you're at work. Uh, I think we're going to leave it there uh, on on that subject, Meg, unless there's anything else that you wanted to, to, to add or, or uh, uh, talk about before we uh, wrap up on that subject. No, that sounds great. This is one that's, uh, you know, fun for no one. No, really. no it's, it's, it's not. <laughs> but I'm glad that you and I could explain it. And this is why I want to talk about it in the podcast, because a lot of people were, were ticked off by what was perceived as a, a, a lack of action or a lack of urgency Absolutely. on this issue. Uh, it's not that. It's a matter of if you don't do this carefully, you will solve nothing and make the problem way worse. So I just wanted right. to, to people be able to know that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. No, I hear you, Craig. And hopefully we're going to, you know, it's, it's as you say, you got to walk a fine line in the media, too, about how to explain this and it be fair and objective and, you know, cover the the political debate and then cover the kind of side debate or whatever the nuance is there. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting into sort of the meat of city business. we got a budget table happening yeah. uh, this week, too. So that's the kind of stuff where uh, I think counselors are probably more in their element and maybe the media are, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I, I don't know if anyone's ever said this, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited for you that you get to cover a budget. That'll be good. Uh, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so right. I'm the first person who's ever said that to anybody. So <laughs> it'll be a, it'll be a, it'll be a nice slice of normalcy. So that'll be good. Uh, Megan, thank you, as always for uh, giving us time on the podcast today. Great to chat with you about uh, a difficult story, but I'm glad we could uh, make some time for it today. Thank you.
Yeah, I appreciate the questions, Craig. It's it's, it's going to be an interesting one. So we'll meet you back here in a year to chat about the report from city staff. Right? Yeah, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk in 2021. Looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> that you, is uh, all the time we've got in the London Free Press podcast. So thanks very much to uh, London Free Press reporter uh, and City Hall reporter Megan Stacy for joining us here on the radio program slash podcast whatever this is to discuss what we're doing at uh, at city hall both uh, now and uh, in the days to come when we're talking about uh, the budget coming up uh, this of course is the london free press podcast you can subscribe via spotify via stitcher uh you can listen to us via apple Podcasts. a lot of people doing that and of course on uh, uh on google Podcasts as well plus and this is where most people are getting it uh via youtube on uh, lfpress.com that's where a lot of people are listening uh, to the london free press podcast but we hope you continue to listen and continue to subscribe. Thank you very much for listening to this episode, and we will talk to you next time on the London Free Press Podcast.